Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another super exciting edition of Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and the IG. And, of course, listen to us on Anchor and anywhere that you get your podcasts uh, out there in the podcast verse, I guess. Podcast verse? Sure. Let's go with that. Go with it. Uh, yeah, so today we are back to talk about the, our beloved New York Yankees. Um, and this has been uh, <laughs> really one of the best seasons that we've seen, Mike, in a long time. Uh, but I know you want to start out with a little, uh, a little way back machine. And by way back, I mean two and a half weeks ago. Right. So the floor is yours, my friend. Thank you. Uh, and in podcast world, it might well as well have been last year. Uh, making this point, but I feel like it needs to be made, Dave. So what yep. we had in uh, the Yankees schedule uh, back on Memorial Day weekend, okay? Uh, the Friday of Memorial Day weekend, the Yankees were on Apple TV+, Plus, which very few people... Uh, I've tried to find the ratings for those games. They don't, they're not putting them out, so that tells <laughs> you right there how bad they are. Yep. So couldn't watch the Yankees on Memorial Day weekend on Friday. Uh, Saturday was the day game. Sunday, they had that 1130 on Peacock. On Peacock, yes. But not the regular Peacock, the premium Peacock where you had to subscribe. So There's a such thing as premium Peacock? Apparently. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I fell for the Peacock trick early on when they released it. I started watching that show Yellowstone with Kevin Costner in the Old West. And okay. uh, they got me four episodes in, and then they said, oh, you like this show to continue watch, join our subscription platform. Ooh. Yeah, so that ended Peacock for me. Um, so now you have Friday night, very few people saw it. Sa Sunday morning, very few people saw it. And then Monday of Memorial Day, Dave, there's no Yankee game. What are the schedule makers thinking? You know, the marquee market in all of Major League Baseball, the Yankees aren't on. Mets didn't play until uh, that night. Uh, so you have people home, you know, who at least put it on the radio while they're doing stuff with their family. Um, you know, fans like us, of course, would be watching. But it's just aggra aggravating. I'm all for the changes in Major League Baseball to speed up the game and, and develop, you know, some younger viewers. But there's an opportunity there where they didn't have a full schedule. Uh, you know, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day. Uh, I would even say, you know, do a day-night doubleheader schedule. You know, it's it's baseball time in America. You know, NBA's winding down. Hockey's winding down. You're still away from football. It should be marquee baseball time. And to have the Yankees off on Memorial Day and the lack of access to two other games on, on that long weekend, I just think is so short-sighted and um, it, just very frustrating for me. So I just wanted to make that point. Any thoughts on my ramblings there, buddy? Uh, no, look, I'm completely with you there. Um, it is very frustrating now. Earlier in the season, you know, around this time, April, May, June, mm -hmm. th there's a fair amount of Monday days off, sure. right? You know, there's travel days, the schedule isn't quite as full and, and all of that. But all of that being said, yeah, to to have the, the Yankees off, um, you know, and 
quite honestly, they were in Tampa and then they came home, you know, for, for two series, right. uh, you know, it's not like they were flying from Oakland or Seattle, um, right. or even Arizona. Good point. You know, not really a huge reason to have them off right. on Memorial day. Um, yeah. So it, it, it certainly is a head scratcher. Uh, as far as that goes, and, and I, you know, we've all just had it with the, the streaming services. While you were chatting, Mike, I was looking for Apple TV stuff just on my own, mm-hmm. and yeah, anything Apple TV and ratings takes you back to the beginning of April, right? Uh, after the first game, right? And that's it. There, there's no, like you said, there's there's nothing else out there. Um, and I will say this, yes, um, trying to find the Yankees was challenging. I believe that was the night I was uh, looking to watch them against the Rays, and it's blacked out in New York. Uh, in what? Uh, on Apple, on on Apple, Apple TV. TV. Oh. Yeah. It was blacked out. Really? So you put the Yankees on. So, you know, here's a Friday night game, and you're trying to, you know, rotate through and you know they put the Yankees Friday on of a long a, a, holiday weekend yeah right these these Friday games and it's blacked out in New York I don't understand that Dave so you can't get it I, on yes right so you the only way to watch it is live in the stadium which is an old school mentality when there was regional baseball and not uh each team each major team anyway having uh, its own network um, right so unless you had the Apple TV subscription, but even then you're saying it was blacked out. Yeah, you can, you know, you just have to have an Apple ID and you can go in and watch those games for free on Friday nights. You don't have to have the subscription. Okay. Um, but it was blacked out. And that's crazy. Like, you know, that is totally crazy. And then, so this is the argument the other way, Mike, as you say, you know, the old school go to the game in the stadium. Well, and here it is. Everybody is saying major league baseball is trying to reach the new fan, the young fan by putting everything on. Right. And then you have all of these, you know, potential Yankee fans who could be home on a Friday night uh, and want to watch this game. And they're in New York and they can't see it because it's blacked out. That's outrageous. It really, really is. Um, I mean, talk about talking out both sides of your mouth. Yeah. I'm, it's just frustrating, Dave, uh, as you can hear. And I'm a cord cutter. I don't have cable. Uh, yeah, I don't me neither. You either. Right. So we're not talking like old man get off our porch mentality here. Um, nope. It's just uh, that that's just bad, dude. All the way. Yeah. Around. And yeah. And so what I had said this uh, to Mike in a text the other day, um, because of all this and because I can't watch, I have a Sirius XM subscription. Well, I, you know, upped the ante and paid, you know, just started paying the five extra dollars a month mm-hmm. uh, to get the Yankees radio broadcast. Um, and it gets me lots of other things, too. But that was sure. my primary reason for doing that, because I can't watch the Yankees anywhere. Speaking of radio broadcasts, uh, <laughs> I broke the news to you yesterday, the day before. Uh, yeah. Our old man, John Sterling, who's a caricature of himself at this point, um, announced a couple of weeks ago, second half of the season, the only away games he's going to do are Phillies, Baltimore, Boston, and the Mets. Uh, 
saying, you know, he needs to recharge his batteries. He is 84 years old. He took some time off a few years ago um, with some health issues. Some health issues, And yep. uh, seemed to bounce back. And, and tell, tell them your response to me because I thought it was very intuitive. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. What the heck did I say? Let me look you here for said... a second and I will find it. Um, oh, yeah. It, it, this this says to me that this is John Sterling's last year. Yep. Um, I, I just we've been talking talking about it for a few years, mm-hmm. um, and now that seems to me that that's the direction they're going in, which you know we would welcome. I will say this, um, and listening to John Sterling, uh, you know, the last week, week and a half. Yep. He hasn't been terrible. Um, okay. now is, th- is that the standard that you want to be at your, your <laughs> announcers for your, you know, premier franchise in the league are right. not, not terrible. Right. Um, but I haven't heard too many, um, you know, misses, of course, I'm not watching it on video, you know, right. so I'm not seeing some things. Oh, believe he me, has, the, he the has internet jumps and, all over him when he misses something. So, you oh, yeah. know, yeah. And you know, he, uh, there have been some, you know, old, I'd say old guy rants, maybe a little bit. There have been some some replays that have gone on, and it's taken a long time, and John Sterling's just been like, what is taking so long? I just, <laughs> you know, just kind of an old person, you know, ranting about how long something is taking. And he, he wasn't wrong in those situations, but right. um, it, it was really, you know, I think it just highlighted uh, his age as far as that goes, but... We digress. We love John Sterling. Uh, he's been amazing for so many years for the Absolutely. Yankees. Um, and hopefully the Yankees can send him out um, to pasture here with another world championship. Because, uh, Mike, th- this team is playing so well. Um, they have gotten some injuries and just continue to roll on as if, you know, no- nothing has happened, really. Uh, before... And as Dave's getting into it, you could tell the Yankees are having a good season because the only two complaints we have are about the TV schedule and John Sterling's partial retirement. (laughs) Uh, But I have to, I can't let this go, Dave. Uh, They announced uh, the two announcers that'll fill in for him uh, in Toronto on June 17th through 19th will be uh, Justin Shackle. Don't know him at all. And uh, Uh, Justin Shackle, he does updates. Uh, I think on Sirius, if okay. I'm if I'm remembering, I, I recognize the name. So he's somebody in in the radio market. Yep. And uh, in Tampa, six twenty to six twenty two will be. Um, I'm not making this up. Ricky Ricardo, you got some splaining to do, Lucy. That's his name. That's really his name. I, he works for the fan. Um, that's all I see on here, but his name is Ricky Ricardo, buddy. So enjoy. Wow. That's yeah. That's I'll definitely be listening those days. Um, I am not, I've never heard that name before. Justin Shackle. Definitely. Um, there's probably less than 1% of our tens of fans that understood my explaining to do Lucy reference. So, uh, (laughs) but let's get into this great baseball team we got in front of us, Dave. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's been a little bit here, um, but the Yankees uh, have, you know, just done 
really everything that they've needed to do. They've won games, and this has been a mark of the team uh, this year, that they can win the games kind of any which way you want to play. They can win it with great pitching. They can uh, bludgeon you with 18 runs like they did against the Cubs. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can come back. They can pitch in tight uh defensive games uh like we've seen uh with eight comeback wins the season so far yep and the uh the two tight games against tampa which you would expect Mm -hmm. um but those have been games mike over the last few years and we'll get to the tampa series in a little bit those have been the games that the yankees have lost so right um we're very pleased obviously the yankees won six in a row uh lost the middle game of a three-game set in minnesota uh, bounced back uh, a week ago, Mike, um, with the 10-7 uh, game after Garrett Cole just got, you know, lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. Um, giving up home runs to the first three batters, um, and you know, really just crazy. Imploded. And then, you yeah. know, and and Joey Gallo says later, look, we we told Garrett Cole we got this. Right. We're, we're gonna pick you up. You know, you've been. Pitching's been carrying them for the last, you know, bunch of weeks. And sure enough, Mike, they just chip away, chip away, chip away. Um, you know, they were down here seven to three after four innings. Right. Um, didn't look great. Um, but then scored in the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth and won the game 10 to seven. Yeah. And uh, old friend Gary Sanchez helped us out on a few pass balls there. Uh, Gio Urshela made it uh an uncharacteristic error. Um, but, uh, yeah, that Minnesota team, uh, very bad defensively, uh, not a lot of pitching, especially in the bullpen. Um, a little, you know, with, with, uh, Correa healthy and, you know, Buxton stays healthy. They, They got some pop in the lineup, but, uh, not what they were hoping going into the season. They had some pretty big, uh, expectations about competing in that, you know, central and, uh, you know, when they ran up against the Yankees here was just, uh, just not pretty for them, but it's not pretty for anybody. Uh, like you no. said, good nope, to see Joey Gallo, you know, get some hits. Uh, the lineup has been tremendous, but I, you know, I can't get over the pitching Dave, especially the bullpen yeah. think, you know, I have to keep reminding myself, no Chad Green, no Jonathan Lewisaga, no Aldous Chapman, no yep. Zach Britton, no Domingo Herman, yep. uh, no Luis Heel. All those guys hurt for long periods of time, and uh, this bullpen has just been unhittable, dude. You know, uh, Michael King's coming in. You know, they had the other night, he threw a slider that broke 21 inches. Uh, the plate's only 17 inches wide. You know, yeah. I mean... Yeah, when you combine that with his, you know, ninety-six mile an hour fastball, it's just unhittable. And then Clay Holmes comes in and he's more dominant. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, really yeah it really is. And you listed off Mike six names, and every one of those uh, pitchers was critical to the Yankees' success and winning last year. Yep. Um, because the starters were just not great. Right. And so, I mean, that really tells you how much the pitching has flipped this year when you take out not quite your top six guys, but pretty gosh darn close top five guys for sure. Right. And, and not only have you not missed a beat, you're actually way ahead of last year's win total. Right. Um, 
and just really just amazing. It's, you know, there was a, a little bit of a blip there. And I think it was in the last podcast we talked about how you kind of went through a, a round of the rotation and everybody took their lumps. Right. Um, you know, but they haven't, you know, th- there've been these games and the bullpen has come in and held them like in this, this Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. Um, and just allowed the Yankees to come back. So yeah, everything really, really going well. Um, Gallo still striking out, but starting to hit a little bit. Right. Um, you know, yeah, a couple he's going to strike out, but give me the home runs yeah. with it. Yeah. Yep. And he had two in that game, uh, which was nice. And he's had some other hits in these, in these last bunch of games. So starting to come around a little bit, which is, you know, again, it just, you know, added bonus for the Yankees at this point uh, as you know, the lineup is, look, they're, they're firing on all cylinders right now. I mean, there's just no two ways around it. Absolutely. And we have to spend some time talking about Aaron Judge and in this historic season, frankly, that he's putting together. The numbers are outrageous. Uh, I picked out two that I, I like that are kind of off the beaten path a little, um, but I think gives us good insight. So far this year, Judge with runners at first base, with a runner at first base, He's hitting 319, which is tremendous. With runners at first and second, Dave, he's hitting 543 with two homers and nine ribbies. I mean, unbelievable out of your leadoff slash number two hitter, depending on the day. Um, Yeah. Just, you know, a tremendous insight uh, there. And then the home runs uh, are tremendous. And he's hitting... Uh, multiple homers per game. He's currently on yeah. a pace, Dave, for 15 multi-home run games. Do you know what the record is for multiple home run games in a season? Any clue? I didn't until I looked it up. So it's uh, uh, not putting you my on the spot. Gu- my, my, no, my guess is it's probably a little more than that, maybe 18? No, it's only 11. Two, wow. two players, Sammy Sosa did it in 98, of course, and yes. Hammer and Hank Greenberg in 1938 had 11. And then you have eight players tied at 10, including our own Giancarlo Stanton. Um, yep. So to be on pace for wow. 15 um, just tells you, and, and it's every night, you know. It's gotten to the point like when you text me, or Steve, our Midwest correspondent, about, you know, Judge hits another home run. It's like, yeah, it's almost not fun anymore. Not that I want it to stop. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's no, awesome. and it, it really is. Uh, if you look at, uh, here's another one for you. Judge uh, only needs 17 more home runs this year to get to 200 for his career. So, wow. Um, you know, that's, that's potentially a, a milestone that, I, you know, Right. Barring injury, he should he should get to uh, pretty easily uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, but hitting a robust three thirteen right now, twenty five home runs, forty nine RBIs. Uh, his OPS is a thousand sixty seven. Wow! Um, wow! You know, which is you know tremendous. way over. Yeah, it, it's just it's just tremendous. What can you say? I mean, we continue to you know all this day while playing somehow. Him be surprised with this a gold glove all-star caliber center field center field yeah you know which he didn't play hasn't played regularly since college you know yeah uh, so a position change on top of that um it, boy he's really just grown into the superstar that 
we all hoped he would. And uh, Stanton's been fairly healthy. He did have a little stint on the uh, injured list there, but, uh, you know, he's been very good. Um, LeMahieu is consistent. Donaldson's been up, up and down, but that's okay. Uh, Glaber's having a great season, you know, nice bounce yeah. back from last year where all the pressure was on him and, and he sucked at shortstop. Um, and, uh, we saw Kyle Higashioka get off the schneid with a home run here, uh, in this most recent series. So let's talk about that series, Dave, unless you want to go on and on about anybody else. Uh, no, I, I think one thing to, to point out, um, just in general, the Yankees are 30 games over 500, um, which is tremendous. And I just, I'm just reading this now, um, knowing that they've done well, they've won 13 straight at home, Mike, which there is their longest winning streak in the current Yankee stadium, which opened in 2009. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they haven't won 13 straight at home since, uh, a stretch from June to July, 1973. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, the naysayers will say they've played a lot of games at home, and they have. That's fine. They've played a lot sure. of games against teams with less than winning records. Also true, but these teams are the same teams that are playing everyone else in their division. Um, yep. So, you know, you can't really bash them for the quality of opponent because, in theory, it's a fairly balanced schedule. Um, in theory. Right. And, you know, the teams that uh, – should challenge them, you know, they're handling this year. You know, these, these games against Tampa, you know, Tampa's always been a thorn in our side, and they're, you know, a very good ball club. Um, that 2 to nothing win Tuesday, Dave, really um, was impressive to me. Garrett Cole bounced back from his bad start. Uh, I said to you, he, he threw 100 miles an hour fastball in the first inning. He kind of knew he was going to have a different kind of attitude and stuff. Um, yep you know, on Tuesday and he certainly did. Uh, he improved his, uh, record to six and one, uh, old friend, Corey Kluber on the other side did what he did for us last year. He pitched well for the Rays, and then he had a couple of pitches, you know, and we were too good, you know, and jumped all over him, and that was it. Um, yep. and then another just tremendous outing with the bullpen, the poo poo platter, Wandy Peralta, Michael King, and, and, and Holmes comes in for the save. Uh, um, oh, speaking of the poo poo platter, I did catch side note and put this topic to bed forever. Uh, reliever Joely Rodriguez with the Texas Rangers glove last year yeah. is on the Mets now. Yeah, uh, he's got a regular cover colored glove. I saw it last night. I happened to be scrolling mm -hmm. through and saw he was on the mound. Uh, so, uh, that thorn uh, yeah. can get out of my side forever and we'll probably yep. uh, never say his name again. Yep, and I would say that's probably a direct uh, effect of Buck Showalter being there with the Mets. I, I can't see him as tolerating that kind of nonsense right? Um, as far as that goes. But, yeah, I totally agree. The other thing just to highlight in this game, Mike, um, three stolen bases for the Yankees. Yes. Uh, and this has been, you know, a theme all year. And, you know, look, it was Gallo, Rizzo, and Hicks. Now, we've been all over Aaron Hicks know that, but – Gallo and Rizzo stealing bases. Um, this these, is these the, are not these are not fast players, but this is what the Yankees are doing, and and we really haven't talked about the stolen bases 
um, all that much, but it, it has been a noticeable difference uh, in the Yankees game this year. And stolen bases on the uptick, uptick uh, league-wide, uh, becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, this is the game, Dave, where Rizzo was on second, Hicks was on first, and Rizzo basically walked off the bag while the pitcher was uh, not even starting his, his uh, motion to Wind the up. plate yep. uh, and was pretty much standing on third by the time the catcher had the ball. Just a really smart, observant, watching the game, knowing the pitcher's mechanics, doing your homework by Rizzo, and then Hicks followed behind him going from first to second. Um, so uh, it's good base running. It's smart base running, which is more important. Um, yep. You know, I, I'll take Rizzo and Judge running the bases over a speedster that doesn't know what they're doing uh, any day. Aaron Hicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's not even really a speedster. Folks. No, he's above average, though, right? Yeah, uh, in theory, I guess. So. Um, so that was the two nothing game. And then Dave, uh, oh, we got to go Last. back to that Sunday night game with the Cubs only, oh. to, only to mention Matt Carpenter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, this is the seven RBI game by Carpenter, yeah. two home yeah. runs, the Yankees route the Cubs 18 to four, uh, and Carpenter, uh, if, if you have a second, folks. Uh, look up his spray chart for the season. Oh. Uh, it's seven home runs pulled to right field, a double to the right field line, and one uh, single uh, to what was like a third base uh, infield type hit. Yeah. So yeah. everything's pulled. Seven of the nine hits are home runs, and uh, it, it, what what a great story. For him, personal redemption, uh, you know, and a great job by the Yankees. You know, we've talked about before plucking him out of, uh, you know, pretty much ready for retirement. Um, and the Texas Rangers cut him loose and we picked him up and uh, just paying huge dividends. Now. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, there was um, I'm trying to think where this was. There was a comment from from another one of the Yankees and you know and again Carpenter's only been with the team a few weeks but mm. somebody had said I'm trying to look for it here but somebody had said they had started talking to Carpenter about you know uh what he's doing and what kind of tips um they could that he could give them right uh based on his hitting yeah and this is a guy that you know again we, we've talked about this was you know below 200 the last few years and then just you know, continue to like tinker with things. And yeah, 176 in his last season with the Cardinals. Right. Um, but yeah, I, and he's, he's just tremendous. Ah, it was uh Higashioka. Oh, good. Yeah. So, and um, I loved, I loved the interactions on the bench and hear the stories of these players picking each other's brains. And in a time in baseball where team, you know, you change teams as often as you change your underwear, you know, um, people aren't so quick to share their secrets because they might today I'm your teammate tomorrow I'm your opponent and yep. uh, you know um, to see this team uh, be together as one like that I, I think is great it's just great yeah yeah for sure mm -hmm. um, so yeah that was that Sunday game was was just tremendous for Carpenter yeah. uh, finished off a sweep of the Chicago Cubs 
uh, where the Yankees only allowed five runs in the three games. Um, really, really just another, again, just highlighting how well they're playing. And then we get to last night, Mike. Yep. Um, another, you know, tight pitcher's duel. You have Shane McClanahan, who's been arguably the Rays' best pitcher on the hill. Yep. And our favorite janitor, Nasty Nestor, <laughs> um, you know, doing his thing with his 91 mile an hour fastball. And it yeah. just, they continue to focus on that. But guess what? They don't hit it. Um, you know, and then just another, you know, like you said, Judge gets his 25th home run. Higashioka hits another one. Um, and then it is a little interesting because the poo poo platter actually got poo pooed last night. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Um, I mean, Wandy Juan, Peralta was tremendous. Uh, Castro was not uh, two thirds of an inning, a hit, two runs. Um, and then uh, rubber arm Lucas Lucas Lupke yep. uh, came in, uh, gave up two hits. Um, but then Clay Holmes comes in and uh, shut it down. shuts the door. Uh, his ERA, Mike, is now point two nine. That's pretty good, right? Point two nine. And you think about if you think about uh, Bob Gibson, right? Nineteen sixty eight. Yep. I believe with the the full season 1.12 ERA and you know again Clay Holmes is not a starter like Bob Gibson and Bob Gibson pitched a lot of innings and all of that but when you think about you know some of the greatest seasons of all time as far as ERA and then Clay Holmes is almost almost a full run below that uh That's there's crazy. nothing else you can say I mean he is just yeah, that Gibson season they changed the rules of baseball and lowered the mound because it was so dominant yeah. and uh yeah, so the Yankees have, you know, what you might call a good problem coming up. Uh, Chapman's starting to get healthy. Domingo Herman's out on a rehab assignment. Uh, Zach Britton is actually, you know, throwing well and looks like he's tracking, you know, back at the end of July, early August. Um, you know, what are they going to do when these guys return? Um, again, a good problem to have, uh, especially. Oh, yeah, definitely especially with the way these starters are pitching too. It's not like you have to have a bullpen game, uh, you know, but as we've seen in many years before, these problems usually take care of themselves. Unfortunately, someone will get hurt or there'll be some situation where, you know, we can plug these guys in. Uh, but it just speaks to the depth of the roster. When we get into the off season and people are complaining about Cashman, it's seasons like these where we have to remember what a great job he's done as general manager to have these guys um, on the roster and, and the pickups. And Dave, I don't know if you've noticed some of the other uh, cast offs from the Yankees having terrible years. Luke Voigt, not performing at all for the Padres. Tyler Wade, terrible for the Angels. Uh, Clint Frazier, uh, DFA'd by the Cubs. Um, you know, just um, right. you met, and you mentioned Gary Sanchez as well. I mean, Urshela's right. doing okay. Sanchez right. not that great. Yeah, and these are all these are all players the Yankees were relying on last year uh, to perform. And you look at all of the replacements that have gone in, and yeah, you really, really have to credit uh, Cashman. And I think it's interesting. I don't want to talk about this too long. I just want to mention sure. it, and we can move on. Sure. Is two things that you heard all last year was the criticism of Aaron Boone and the criticism of Brian Cashman. 
And I guess you make the arg argument that winning cures everything because they're mm -hmm. winning and you hear nothing about Boone, no complaints, nothing about Cashman. Nobody's talking about them. Right. And I'll be honest with you, Mike, they, both of them are probably very, very happy with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Keep my name out your mouth like uh, Will Smith's wife. Um, but I've noticed, Dave, uh, Matt Blake getting a ton of credit as the pitching coach. Um and, and what they did with Holmes, you know, and making him throw that slider more often, increasing the spin rate on his fastball. Uh, and he's made tweaks with a lot of other pitchers to get them, you know, to perform at their at their best level. And, and it's really paying off. Um, and, you know, and, and the hitting philosophy has changed, too, from years past. The launch angle thing. Um, you know, there's still players that, you know, Stanton's always swinging for the fences. It's just, just the way it is. Oh, <laughs> I don't forget who they were playing. That home run Stanton hit 120 miles an hour. The hardest oh hit gosh. ball all season off the second deck on a rope, man. I mean, that's just sick. I mean, human beings shouldn't be able, uh, able to do that. But uh, you've noticed. Play... That, was in Minnesota, that was in Minnesota because they were on right. the road. Right. Good and, call. yeah, it was one of these uh, Stanton, like, put his hands like over his he eyes did like it. right shielding the sun because he couldn't even see where it was going right i think what it was it like 465 feet or something I yeah mean, it was way out there hit the second deck and was going up <laughs> you know yeah. it was crazy yeah um but the philosophy has changed players like glaber taking the ball the other way a lot of judges home runs are the other way um ikf you know rizzo these guys aren't afraid to you know, take the pitch where it is and drive it instead of trying to drive it out of the stadium. Um, you know, and I think that just shows a, a maturity by the front office, uh, the coaching staff, uh, things we've been calling for for a couple of years, but we finally got there and it's paying off. So, uh, so happy to see that as well. Um, one more negative, unless there's something else you, you need to talk about. No, 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 there. you're good. Go for it. Uh, and it's, Really more of a victim of circumstance is our friend Miguel Andujar uh, asking to be traded. And I can't blame him. He came up again, played tremendously well, hit the ball yep. over the place, more than satisfactory on defense. Um, and they bring in Carpenter and LeCastro gets healthy and they send Andujar down. And, uh, you know, uh, we put a poll out there when it happened just almost a month ago now, I think. And 100% of the votes, and we got quite a few votes, uh, saying that they agreed with Andujar requesting the trade. Uh, now, that's not going to happen. He's too much of an asset right now, and he does have uh, moves left as far as going up and down. Um, so unless, you know, the Angels offered Mike Trout or something, uh, I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think he's actually going to go anywhere this season. Um, but, uh, he's just a victim of numbers, you know, it's just, uh, who are you going to take out? You know, of course you and I would both say Hicks, uh, but they're financially committed to Hicks. He's not going anywhere. So. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, like you say, a good problem to have, um, should there be, you know, any other injuries or something, uh, you know, Andujar, as long as he continues and he ha he's hitting, uh, at Scranton as well. So, you know, he's right. doing a good job there. He becomes a piece uh, that can be, you know, used in a trade should the Yankees need it. Um, but right now, like you say, uh, they're in good place. Um, 
Mike, do you want to get to power rankings or do you have some other random stuff? Uh, let's talk about a couple things, Dave. All right. Uh, you yeah, always have them. Yeah, nothing. It's not too deep. Um, but of course, we have to talk about our boy Methuselah. Um, Chicago White Sox playing against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Runner on first, advances to second on a pass ball, but the count becomes one and two on Trey Turner. Um, and one ball, two strikes. Tony Larusa calls for the intentional walk of Turner. One ball and two strikes is the count. So now it's runners on first and second. His explanation later was, you know, set up the force at any base. Get out of the inning. Of okay. course, Max Muncy comes up and three pitches later hits a three run home run. Um, so making Methuselah look not only obsolete, but uh, idiotic in the process. And uh, it's the first time, though, I've seen his players question him publicly. Like, you know, they really, when, the, when it was happening, you know, they panned around the fielders and they had quizzical looks on their face. Like, you already got two strikes on the guy. Uh, it's Trey yeah. Turner, very, very good baseball player, excellent. Sure. Short, probably maybe the best shortstop in baseball besides uh, Tatis when he's healthy. Um, but still, it, it's just a bad move. Um, and it, it came back to bite him immediately. Um, very, and even his his friends in the media and stuff just couldn't couldn't get around that one. Uh, but Reinsdorf came out and said, you know, he's our manager the rest of the year. So White Sox fan, I feel bad for both Chicago teams because uh, the White Sox have all kinds of um, potential and ability that is going uh, unrealized and they're in trouble this season, um, especially their pitching. Uh, Lance Lynn the other day, uh, got into it with the third base coach. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, he um, he th he shook off the catcher a couple of times and got to the pitch he wanted, and that got hit. And uh, the third base coach for the White Sox, uh, between innings, tried to talk to him, and Lynn got all defensive. Before the guy, all, all he said is, hey, you know, can I talk to you? And Lynn, like, blew up on him. Um, and after the game, Lynn said, you know, it was, I was emotional and I was mad at myself and I took it out on him and I apologize later. But those cracks in the armor, Dave, were not good for the, for a team that was supposed to compete for a world championship. And, yep. it, and, uh, 30 and 31, the White Sox, uh, five games back of Minnesota. We talked about Minnesota. Mm -hmm. They are in first place, but not running away with it. I mean, this is no. a, a winnable division for a White Sox team that, Ed, like, as you've pointed out several times, uh, very, very talented. Yep. And I know you were talking about both Chicago teams. Uh, yeah, the, the Chicago Cubs. Cubs have lost nine in a row. Ouch. Mike, they're 11 and 23 at Wrigley Field. 11 and 23. Wow. I think fans can stand for a rebuild, especially with a you know world championship in 2016. Um, but to play like that at home is just unacceptable. It just cannot be something that um, you know the fans will keep showing up to the ballpark over and over again. Even though it is Wrigley Field and it has its own sense of uh, history, you know. Yeah. But still, uh, to be Second. a Chicago baseball fan is rough. Yep, and that for the Cubs is the second worst home record in all of baseball. Who's worse? 
do you have it there? Uh, yes, the Oakland A's at seven and twenty-three. Oh my! Oh my! I mean, they ha- the, the A's have twice as many wins on the road as they do at home. Wow! Wow! Okay. But anyways, uh, you know what? Team so what else you got? Disappoints me is the Seattle Mariners. It seems like. When you look around their lineup, you know, they got Ty France and Adam Frazier, the, uh, you know, J.P. Crawford, Winker they signed. Uh, this rookie, Julio Rodriguez, is going to be so good. It already is good for them. Um, no pitching, though, and just uh, really struggling there at the bottom um, with the athletics. They're at 28 and 35, the Mariners are. Uh, 11 games out i really uh thought that they would they would be better this year and on paper uh should Mm -hmm. be better um did you see uh ryu for the blue jays their uh cy young perennial contender uh is hurt and out long term Um, Uh, i did not catch that so that's good for the yankees not that we ever root for injury uh got some elbow issues um, so that, that could be an issue. Um, and then the only other thing I have written down and we'll be interested to see if you have them, uh, where we both have them in the power rankings, the San Diego Padres, uh, are they better without Tatis? I mean, they struggled last year with him. Uh, he's been hurt and, uh, they did an MRI the other day and he's not healing. Um, so they were expecting him to start a rehab assignment soon. And, uh, looks like now it's going to be still several weeks before he comes back. Uh, I'm just, um, they made the managerial change and I think that was needed. Um, but it's like the old, you know, the Ewing theory that when the Knicks, uh, got better and went to a championship, uh, series without Patrick Ewing, um, is that the case with Tatis? Is it too much about him? Is it too much about the flash? Just something to put in your head. I don't know if there's any numbers that'll back that up either way, but uh, just a thought I had. So uh, other than that, it's been kind of a quiet Major League Baseball couple of weeks as far as, you know, nonsense or on the field stuff. You know, the Cubs, when we were playing them, dropped a, a pop-up in the infield where nobody, everybody called somebody else's name and nobody called the ball and it landed in front of the mound. Uh, there's been a couple of minor dust ups as far as uh, fights and benches clearing, but nothing really uh, of substance there. So um, yeah, let's do the power rankings, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so last time we did them, uh, Mike and I both had uh, the top three, the same was uh, Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, uh, I had Houston and San Diego rounding out uh, the bottom there, and Mike had Milwaukee and San Diego. Um, Mike, definitely some uh, some changes around. I, I don't know, at least for me, uh, in the top five. Um, and let's start right there, Mike, at number five. Uh, the I have the red hot Atlanta Braves in at number five. They have won 14 games in a row uh, to climb within four games of the Mets. Um, And it's a great feat. And, you know, we kind of this similar to last year where they kind of like struggled along until June and then started to um, really put it together. I will point this out, though, Mike, uh, the 14 wins 
are against Arizona, Colorado, Oakland, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Uh, Oakland with the worst record in the American League and Washington with the worst record in the National League. So not beating up on uh, the good teams, but beating up the bad teams. And that's, you know, you need to do that as you go through the season. Right. Um, And winning 14 in a row is nothing to sneeze at uh, by any stretch. However, I have to mention that it was against five pretty bad teams. Yeah, that division is going to be interesting because you have the Mets and then the Braves on fire and the Phillies. Um, you know, yep, ever eight, since they got rid of Joe Girardi. Right, 8-2 and two in their last 10. All of a sudden, they're 8.5 back in the division, 4.5 uh, back of second-place Braves. So um, I think that division is still up for grabs. I think, you know, uh, Scherzer and DeGrom still out for the Mets. The Mets are playing well, and you'll see them later in my power rankings. But, uh, yeah, very very good pick with the Braves. I wanted to put them in there, uh, but I went with the Padres at number five for me. Still playing at a 625 clip, uh, run differential of plus 72. Uh, yep, that's slowly getting better, and that right. was something, as we talked about, hurt them a lot last year. Their pitching's really come around uh, the last couple times through the rotation. Uh, so I, I have the Padres uh, at five in which I, I think is a much tougher division, um, you know, with the Giants and, and the Gi- the Diamondbacks aren't great, but, uh, you know, they're just scrappy for sure uh, in that division. Of course, the Dodgers are a juggernaut. So uh, I have the Padres at five, Dave. Uh, four, number four, I have the aforementioned. Los Angeles Dodgers. I dropped them way down in my rankings. Wow. Uh, They are four and six in their last 10. Uh, They got swept by the Pirates a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that was as shameful a a sweep as you'll see from a team that's that good. Right. Uh, They really are playing uh, some sloppy baseball, which is not their style. And with the other teams that I have ahead of them, I just couldn't put them any higher than four. Okay. That's fair. Um, I put the, yes, I have the San Diego Padres at four um, for a lot of the reasons that, um, that you stated, they really have uh, been playing very well. I haven't had them higher than five this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're in a a virtual deadlock um, with uh, being only the third team uh, in the league. Uh, overall with 40 wins um, in a deadlock with the Dodgers, you know, basically uh, for first place, but uh, seven and three in their last 10 and they've won three in a row. They're beating up on the the hapless, hopeless Chicago Cubs with uh, 19 runs yesterday and 12 the day before uh, as far as that goes. But yes, I had San Diego at four. Um, and then Mike, I had the Dodgers at three. Okay. That's fair. So, and really, you know, my rationale there is they are technically, even though they're tied, they are small percentage points ahead uh, of San Diego. Right. Uh, and I, and I, I, you know, they are sliding, but I still think they're 
they're a little bit better than San Diego at. So I have them at three. Mike, who do you have at three? Unfortunately, I had to put the Houston Astros in there, Dave. Um, oh, I know. But I, I mean, believe me, I'd love to have the Milwaukee Brewers in there. You know, you know how much I like them, especially last year. But they're in second place. Couldn't put the Cardinals in there. Just you know, they're they're barely playing above 500 ball in that National League Central. Um, you know, their run differential. I mean, Brewers are plus nine. Cardinals are only yeah. plus 55. Um, it's, yeah, it's, and the Brewers had what a eight or a nine game losing streak yeah, in there. Yeah, they're two and eight in their um, last ten. Uh, you know, neither one of those two teams I could put in there. Um, I wish I had the guts enough to put the Braves uh, in my top five, but I didn't. Uh, so the Houston Astros, um, you know, nine and a half games up against the uh, above the Texas Rangers uh, and the Angels, who have really plummeted um, in that Western division. Uh, Astros are thirty-nine and twenty-four, uh, run differential plus forty-nine. Uh, on and, and here's the difference for me on the road. They're 23 and 14, so playing very yeah. well on the road. Um, yep. So give me the Astros at three, buddy. Oh boy. Yeah. I know. Uh, I'm not happy about it. So top two left. My guess, Mike, is that these are going to be the same for both of us. Yes. Uh, I have uh, the only the New two York teams with 40 Metropolitans. Wins. Yeah. Yes, at number two, at 41 and 23, mm-hmm. uh, plus 62 in the run differential. Uh, you know, six and four in their last ten. They've lost some games to Atlanta, but who wouldn't if you know you won 14 in a row? Uh, but the Mets continue to play well. Uh, 20 and nine at home. 21 at 14 on the road. Um, so, you know, you have to feel, I, Mets have to feel good, you know, and mm. you were saying this earlier with, you know, two of their marquee pitchers that haven't really pitched for them, uh, this right. year and, you know, they're 41 and 23. So, um, they're still the Mets. We'll see how it goes. But right now, Mike, I have them at number two. Yeah. And like I said, they're going to be hanging on for dear life with the Braves and the Phillies, uh, in that division. Um, but you know, They've had some really good seasons. Uh, Alonzo, you know, 18 home runs, 59 RBIs, you know, in the shadow of Judge, but still a very good season. He's hitting 284, which for, for him is, is pretty high. Um, yeah. You know, and they just have a lot of players I like, Nimmo and McNeil and Escobar and, uh, you know, just guys all over the field that uh, just get it done. Sterling Marte is a stud. Uh, you know, I even, you know, that Mark Canna, they picked up uh, in left field having a nice season. Um, and then, of course, Lindor, he's bounced all the way back from last year's struggles. And, uh, you know, they're a very good baseball team. And if they can get their studs back, um, they'll hold on to this division, I think. But, uh, you, I mean, look at their pitching staff, Dave. Carlos Carrasco, Chris Bassett, Tyone Walker, Tyler McGill, and David Peterson. Those are their starters right now. I'm sorry, um, who? Exactly. Uh, you might remember Carrasco from the Indians days. Oh, yeah. No, Guardians definitely. I just the, the last couple, like, I'm sorry, who are those people? Exactly. Um, um, so, uh, old friend Adam Adovino's having a bounce back year uh, in the bullpen. So, anyway, they're, they're, uh, 
they're a very good baseball team as much as that hurts me to have the Astros and the Mets back to back. And then no surprise to anyone, the New York Yankees are just dominating uh, yep. all of Major League Baseball. Uh, and even though we're biased, it's just the right pick to have them in first place in the power rankings. You got MLB power rankings pulled up there or? Oh, I can in a second here. Um, Let's let me go and look for those and see. No problem. While Um, you're doing that, uh, there's no real place to fit this in in our current podcast environment. So I'll do it here, Dave. Uh, Entering the 2022 season, uh, they did a survey of uh, passionate fans in the major five conferences in college football. Okay. Okay. Uh, And in the most passionate, you want to guess the most passionate top couple of fans? You said college college. I know it's not in your purview, and you know why I'm bringing this up. Um, well, I'm going to say it it's 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 going to be Georgia, LSU, Alabama, somewhere's in there. Uh, Tennessee, Nebraska, Texas A&M, Oklahoma um, are your top four. Uh, huh. LSU's 16, uh, Georgia's 10, Ohio State's 9. Uh, least passionate fans in the major five sports. The number one least passionate is the Stanford Cardinal. Uh, well, there's only one of them, right? <laughs> Vanderbilt, Duke, UCLA, and uh, Arizona State, and the sixth least passionate fan base in all the country, the Syracuse Orange. Oh, I had to figure that was coming. Yeah, double dip, Dave. What are you doing, buddy? You got to get on the tailgate. You got to get on the yeah. the yeah, all those uh, are there fraternities at SU now, right? Uh, no... Yes, oh, yes, there? there are. Yep, yeah. fraternity. Yes, it's it's a pretty big part of the the culture the Greek there. Life there. Yeah, right, you got to get on. I that, will. Buddy. I I will say that somebody uh, I was talking to at work this last week mentioned to me uh, how bad. Uh, Syracuse had been and and was very knowledgeable that uh, this was one of the worst uh, sports seasons for Syracuse and the major sports. Yeah. Um, so hoping for a bounce back year, kind of like the Yankees are this year. Sure. Um, so Mike, the power rankings as we transition yeah. back, MLB Yankees one, Mets two, Dodgers three, Padres four, Astros five. Okay. So no, no angel putting, or no uh, Braves, no Braves. Yeah, no Braves, no Brewers um, as far as that echo. Well, Cardinals. definitely not the Brewers. Nope. So it's, it, it's really, I think it's, it's that Atlanta. Um, I can't figure out that piece. Cardinal well, team. It's very interesting. If you look at, you go the rest of the way, they had the Blue Jays at six, the Cardinals at seven, the Braves at eight, the Twins at nine and the Rays at 10. The Twins um, at nine, really? Yeah, and, wow. and and the Blue Jays at six. I, you know, it's just it's very interesting because you get below, and, and we usually just do the top five, and it's fine. But it's just interesting to look yeah. at uh, and see where the other teams are, right. um, comparison to what we what we decided on. I saw a, a stat where the the Red Sox had gone like uh, twenty one and two or something over a span, and they lost three two games on the Yankees in the standings that's got to yep. be rough I don't know if those are the exact numbers but uh 
it, no, it, no, I, that, it, it's fair. They have had look, they're yeah. eight and two in their last ten. Yeah, uh, one three in a row. I th- I believe I want to say they're a season high five games over five hundred. Uh, yet twelve and a half games back of the Yankees. Yeah, they are. That's how good the Yankees are playing. Um, but yeah, like I said, the Cardinals team. I, I look at that Cardinals team and I'm like, how are you? not running away with this division and, and um, they just seem to really beat themselves, which is not, you know, you got Yadi Molina still throwing people out, you know, speaking of Methuselah um, Goldschmidt is probably an MVP candidate. Uh, oh, it's not probably. He's yeah. definitely there. Arenado at third, you know, they just Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader. They got a really nice team. Um, but uh and they're in first place, so I don't know what I'm complaining about, but I just thought they should be better. Yeah, and they've been struggling. Look, sure. the only – I mean, they're starting to play a little bit better, but the main reason they're in first place is because Milwaukee, you know, had such a big, long losing streak. And the Cardinals are only up a game and a half. Right. I mean, it's not – they're not running away with it. And I think that's the argument there is that they should be playing better, and they're, you know, they're, they're not. really not right now. Right. I agree. So, folks, I know uh, we were kind of bouncing all over the place this week, uh, but just a lot of information to catch up on. Um, but uh, long story short, or short story long here, is the Yankee- <laughs> Yankees are having what could be a historic season numbers-wise, um, but it doesn't really mean anything unless we win it all, Dave. You know that. Um, yep. The pressure will be there. But this team seems to not care about the pressure, all the – like you said, winning is the great um, deodorant for everything that stinks. Um, and, you know, that's what's happening right now in Yankee land. They got the the Axe body spray out. Nothing's stinking right now. Um, but they're having a good time um, there in the Bronx. And we'll continue to keep our sharp eye out on it and report back to you uh, on TV, on radio, streaming, cable, uh, all those places that we try to watch the Yankees, uh, we will do so. And uh, in the meantime, you know, give us your feedback. Check us out on all the socials, uh, all the podcast delivery systems here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen as we strive for five. <laughs>